Hello there, and welcome back. It's Carrie and Jim. This is the best trip ever, coming from you, coming to you from Mexico City, and uh, we just went to a park we've wanted to go to for a very long time, Six Flags Mexico. Hola de Mexico. It was fun. It was really fun. Who knew that we could actually ride roller coasters in Mexico? It was a good time. If you've ever been to any Six Flags ever, then you've got a good idea of what this park is as far as the terrain, as far as the accessibility, and as far as the rides. It's very similar, almost exact, to every Six Flags we've ever been to. Not a lot of difference here other than the fact that it's got a very Mexican influence. And I will say excellent food options. About every five feet was a different dining option to choose from. Fantastic food options. Some of the best, probably, maybe the best food in any theme park that we've been to. They had fresh tacos, including freshly made tortillas right off the machine. They put them right on the grill. You can watch them cook them, and it's fantastic. They had freshly made churros. They had tacos al pastor. They cut right in front of you. Uh, just, Just some fantastic food. Oh, fresh corn on the cob, uh, cooked Mexican style, of course, with mayonnaise. I mean, pretty much all of your classic theme park items, including a couple of Johnny Rockets. But the nice thing was that you could either do sit down or counter service or even carts. There must be a good 40 or 50 different food venues if you were to add them all up together. Yeah, speaking of uh, mayonnaise, they had a picture of an ad for uh, the mayonnaise. Uh, they got uh, the, the uh, jars of mayonnaise riding the roller coaster. All I could think is, uh, you must be this fat to ride, because <laughs> it's mayonnaise and it's fat. But anyway, uh, I thought uh, that it was, like I said, it's very similar, and I think it's a, it's a pretty good value. 35 bucks essentially, in the, about the translation. Yeah, and the conversion from pesos to dollars, I think we figured it to be about $35. We were there from about 10.30 in the morning till 6 o'clock in the evening. Felt like we definitely got our money's worth. And actually, we hired a driver to bring us out there, and we're glad we did. It's in the neighborhood called Pedregal, which is located with traffic, uh, about forty minimum 45 minutes from where we were staying in the center of downtown Mexico City. Yeah, traffic in Mexico, just like any big city, and Mexico City is a big city. Uh, can be a challenge. You can uh, wait a long time in traffic depending on the day and the time of day. Yeah, I'm really glad we had a driver because I wouldn't have wanted to try to figure out how to get there on our own or hire a taxi because gosh knows what that would cost to get us there and get us back. So that worked out really well. Highly recommend that. Another recommendation if you are looking at planning a trip to Six Flags Mexico, we do recommend if you have personal belongings, uh, try to wear a pair of cargo shorts, something like that of the sorts, because every attraction that we went to, regardless of what it was, seemed like they required us to get a locker. They're not expensive. They're only about the equivalent of a dollar, 20 pesos. But that being said, there aren't a lot of them, and you find yourself even waiting in line every time you want to use a locker, and then you have to wait in line to get out of the locker. So if you're going, bring as little as possible or have some baggy pants on. I think this is a big negative for Six Flags Mexico. It's really kind of a pain. Uh, And your bag wasn't very big at all, a very small bag. And we saw other people get on with like fanny packs. They get on roller coasters with a fanny pack, similar size, and they were able to ride the roller coaster. So I think, I don't think it's clear what exactly the rules and regulations are for different bags or purses. I mean, you were wearing it on your body. I don't think it was dramatically different 
from a fanny pack, but it's really kind of a pain in the butt to uh, wait an hour, you know, get in line in a very small space for the lockers. A lot of times it wasn't very organized because there's there's no attendant. And, and no matter what country you're in, those lockers don't always work. It doesn't matter where you are. And we had that problem here, but that's not unusual. Uh, it's just, like I said, it's just sort of a hassle because then you're on a timer and then it's like if the line takes too long or maybe you're good, maybe there's a, an issue with mechanics or something, you never know. And it, it was kind of a hassle. Yeah, that would probably be one of my biggest takeaways from today. And I have the world, I have a very small Eddie Bauer travel purse. It's probably about four inches wide by about six inches tall. And, and they definitely turned me away. And it was a bummer because I got all the way to the front of the queue and they turned me back around and I had to go back all the way back to the location and put the lock, put it back into the locker. So that's my biggest takeaway. If I would have realized that today, I would have shoved everything in my pocket. Granted, I'm glad we did because I had put in our uh, rain jackets. I'd folded them up and put them into our purse. Yeah, it really opened up in rain <laughs> right at the end, but at least it was a warm rain. Yeah, I had big cargo shorts on and I kept uh, our action camera in the cargo shorts for the most part uh, when we needed to and no one searched me or bothered with it so yeah definitely wear some cargo shorts and keep everything you can inside those that'll make your life much easier some of the lines for the lockers were were ridiculous and oftentimes people had problems so that was that was kind of a hassle I would say the other negative for for Six Flags Mexico is the lines. It is a very busy park. We heard that coming in, and you've got to see it to believe it. It's like holiday busy. It was uh, we went on a Saturday in uh, late September and fall, and it was packed. Oh my gosh! The very first ride we walked up to, Superman, I think, was two hundred and ten minutes. The park hadn't been open an hour. We never saw it under 180 minutes. And I would definitely recommend if you're going, purchase the Flash Pass. We did. They have three different options to basically fast track the lines and well worth the price. They have one that you choose three attractions. The one we went with was 10 attractions. It was the equivalent of $25 per person. It was about 500 pesos each. And that allows you to go on a majority of the large attractions with the exception of Wonder Woman. It was not included. And you can only go on the Justice League once. Or if you really feel like you're going to want to do a lot and you can crank out a lot in a day, they do have a VIP pass, but it was running at close to $70 a person. So we opted out of that one. And I'm glad we did because I don't think that would have been a good value for what we wanted. But the lines today were crazy. Uh, minimum three hours for most of the big attractions. And some of them, the signs weren't even working. So you had no idea how long the line was. Yeah, like Wonder Woman, which is the new ride here, which is uh, very much like Batman at Fiesta, Texas. It's the uh, 4D spinning coaster, and I think it looks almost identical from what I could tell to, exactly to the, the Batman. Same. Yeah, <laughs> but it's brand new here, and uh, the the, uh, the the line clock the didn't right out front. It wasn't working. The digital display, so there's no way to tell how long it is. It was kind of hard to plan our day around that, and there was no pass that I'm aware of for, for Wonder Woman right now. Yeah, so we opted out not to do that one because we were fear we were going to get stuck in a people eater and be three hours in, as we saw some people doing on a couple of the great roller coasters. Luckily, we used our flash pass, but again, we paid for it, and it was well worth the price of admission. Yeah, and I don't know how I feel about that as far as, 
you know, the price to get in is $35, and that's certainly very affordable. But realistically, you're only going to get a couple of rides in just for the $35. And they do put you in a, in a situation where you feel like you do have to upcharge. And then you're, I guess, we paid $50, $60 total to, to ride rides, which still isn't bad considering prices in the United States. But, I mean, if we would have bought the VIP, that's almost $100 right there so something something to consider there are some upcharges if you want a better experience and you want more things to ride at six flags mexico but yeah the, the lines were incredible everywhere you walked there was tons of people i will say this everybody for the crowds they were in a great mood i didn't see many if any sour faces a lot of times when theme parks get busy people get very uptight very agitated very angry i didn't see that at all everyone was in a good mood and things moved fairly fairly quickly not a lot of line cutters it was for for as crowded as it was it was about as pleasant as it could be yeah, unlike uh, being in China last year where everybody was line cutting and pushing and you had to have elbows out the whole time. Here, it was actually a really pleasant experience. It got busier and busier in the day as they got towards their uh, Halloween evening event. There, it was swarms of people, and I don't think that there was a single thing that didn't have a line. But by then, we pretty much ticked most of the boxes of what we wanted to do. As we mentioned, a lot of the attractions and a lot of the theming is very similar to, to Six Flags with the... A picture of Batman, the Batman logo, a statue here, things like that. The Wonder Woman logo. Uh, not not great theming for any Six Flags anywhere in the world. But because of the Halloween event, the Festival of Terror, the Festival del Terror, uh, there was a ton of uh, Dios de los Muertes stuff and uh, various uh, haunted and uh, scary characters walking through the park. There were some really scary uh, characters that they had set up for the uh, terror event tonight. Yeah, and I'm not a huge uh, terror park person, so seeing somebody coming at me with a chainsaw or a machete, I'm going to walk the other direction. <laughs> a couple of them were really creepy. But you did scream. I, I did scream about the tall guy on stilts that had the creepy wolf, I think, in his hand. He kind of freaked me out because they were full makeup. I mean, it's great theming, and if you're into the haunted stuff, more power to you. Yeah, this looked like it was going to be a fun haunted event, and you could tell the cast members who were dressed up in the haunted attire, the scary attire, they were into it. They were having a great time. So I'll bet you, if you're into it, it's a lot of fun. It looked like they had a lot of different mazes and a lot of different things. Another thing we saw, we saw the Haunted Dance Contest, which is a show in this theater in the round outside. A bunch of kids dressed up like scary mimes, kind of, and they danced to all kinds of modern music, lots of energy. I loved this show. It was really fun. And the one guy who I felt was kind of the lead, I kept thinking he would have been a perfect Disney parade performer because they were on mark and the, the music was super contemporary, crowd interaction, and that was really enjoyable. Enjoyable, And we did that kind of on a whim because we happened to be walking by. You know, I was thinking back when, when we were that age, when we were hip-hop-happening kids. When were we? I don't know. <laughs> but it was like all those shows, the dance shows were like the Up With People stuff or the 1950s or something. There was no contemporary music dancing show like this. And I was like, this was so great. I thought, you know, I mean, as far as production value, it was very low production value, but for energy and excitement, it looked like they all got along. It, it was a lot of fun. It was very contagious. 
Yeah, I'm really glad we we went to that because we hadn't attended any of the shows. And the one thing that they do have is they have a big reader board in different spots of the park where they list the different shows. And I would say today at any given time they had between six and eight shows with about six to eight different show times, which is a kudo for them. On the flip side, I wish that they had a reader board like many of the theme parks do that tell you the wait times because that was really frustrating is that we had no idea what the wait times were going to be for anything else during the day. Yeah, that's odd. It's the only modern theme park I've ever seen that doesn't have that. And they had plenty of screens with like advertisements or promos for the Wonder Woman ride or what have you. But I was like, yeah, there was nothing we saw that had ride times. And that seems that's a weird thing to not to have uh, today, especially. Yeah. But uh, the flip side of that is they did have a couple of really great rides. I think my favorite for the day was Medusa. It's a steel coaster. But if you look at it from afar, it looks like it's a wooden coaster. And this one had the longest line. So even with our flash pass, we were sitting on about close to 30 minutes. And you can't really tell how long the line is. It was 180 minutes for standby by because it's a total people eater and you almost go through like a fun house just to get to the queue it really threw off my equilibrium yeah that was weird it was it was like you walk up on angles and things are tilting and it was it was a bizarre effect the pictures don't really do it justice because the first time you're not expecting it and suddenly you're walking at all of these angles and you've got to hold on to the railings it is a pretty steep angle it's not kid stuff uh, that was really cool. But yeah, Medusa, by far my favorite ride. Probably one of my top three favorite roller coasters because you can do the barrel rolls. You actually go upside down on a seemingly wooden roller coaster, which is amazing. I thought it was smooth. It was fast. It was fun. It was really surprising. Definitely a top three coaster. Oh, yeah. I really enjoyed it. If we would have had time, we would have ridden it again. We were just running out of time. But it was super smooth. And to think that you're just having a lap bar on and you're doing barrel rolls and going, upside down i was thinking how in the world are we going to do this but it was about a flawless coaster yeah i loved it it was it was great uh another good coaster was superman i really enjoyed superman we did that right off the bat used our flash pass for it and i liked it because it's the tallest coaster i think in the park and you really got to see the whole park from a distance and you also got to see how big mexico city is i mean it is an enormous city and it just kept going and going and going but that was a really smooth coaster too i highly enjoyed that lots of great bunny hops yeah not dramatically different from from a lot of other coasters but yeah the height on it is amazing one thing about the flash pass and this is six flags in general six flags does not have great signage Disney is really good at signage. You really know what you're doing and where you're going by and large. Six Flags, not so much. And Six Flags Mexico is no exception. So when we got in line for Superman, we didn't understand where to go for the flash pass. We just got in line. And then finally, a few feet, you know, a couple of turns into the line, then you make the turn to go, then it separates, it forks, and the flash pass goes one way and the regular line goes the other. And it would have been nice to know that ahead of time so so keep that in mind not a lot of great instruction for the flash pass yeah but the ride was really worth it and i'm glad that we went on that one and we and we kind of got the feel of how it works people start passing us and we realized they were heading to the flash pass line so we just kind of tailed them that brings us to the next roller coaster that we rode which was batman i love an inverted coaster i love dangling having my feet hanging 
That one was a bit of a head shaker for me. Yeah, it was it was kind of shaky and not as I didn't like it as much as I wanted to. Yeah, I was kind of disappointed because those are usually my favorite kind of coasters. But that one, I was happy when it was over. It didn't do much for me today. And I was a one and done. So for me, the biggest disappointment. I love a good dark ride. I love dark rides. They're so much fun, whether it's the uh, the Haunted Mansion or Symbolica at Efteling. A good dark ride is just my favorite. I would take that over a roller coaster any day. Not that I don't like roller coasters, but the thing with Six Flags is they have the DC license, and you have you know Batman and Superman and Wonder Woman and the Flash and so many characters that you know certainly they're not as popular as they used to be thanks to the terrible movies, but they're still great characters. They're still beloved, and you could do some really cool dark rides instead of just slapping a logo on a roller coaster and saying, up, oh, there's a Wonder Woman ride. Uh, so the Justice League, the Justice League is the first, uh, you know, licensed Warner Brothers Six Flags dark ride. It's a shooting ride, 3D shooter. And I was so looking forward to riding this because I've been watching these videos for, it's been out for a few years in various parks and I love the outside of the the outside of the ride the way it looks like the uh, the Justice League from the cartoons from the Super Friends, but it was just so dark inside you couldn't see anything. You could barely see some of the practical effects, and the screens were so dark you couldn't even see what you were shooting at. The movies were just too dark. Yeah, that was a bummer because one of my favorites, of course, at Universal Orlando is Men in Black. So I just figured I was doing the DC version of that today. And again, uh, language aside, and we speak Spanish for the most part, it was too dark. I kept thinking maybe my eyes hadn't adjusted. So I was just blindly shooting. And I mean, I got a decent score. Ha ha, beat Jim. But that being said, it's a bummer that it was so dark because you could not see what the heck you were looking at. No, it was really, and it wasn't the glasses. And it was, it's just really dark. I mean, even the practical effects, like I said, were so dark. And I don't know if it was like there's a power issue or there's something going on with, with something to do with the mechanics of the ride. But it was so dark and so disappointing. You know, it's, it's very much like, like Spider-Man at Universal Studios. Spider-Man, but you're, you're shooting at targets. But yeah, biggest disappointment for me. I've got to give a thumbs down to Justice League, sadly. I'm very disappointed. Yeah, that one was a bummer, and, and we would have liked to have ridden it again, but it's the one that on the Flash Pass you can only ride once. So once they've marked the box, you can't go back and do it again. And the next time we looked at the ride length, it was 120 minutes. So not worthy of a two-hour wait in line. Yeah, so that was that was disappointing. A lot of the other rides you've seen before at uh, Six Flags. Oh, they also have another Batman coaster based on the movie The Dark Knight. And this is based on the movie, and we've ridden something similar like this. Was that in uh, Six Flags, New Jersey, I think? Yeah, we've ridden something similar to it, and I'd kind of forgotten about it. But it's basically a Mad Mouse in the dark, but that thing was rattly as well. Oh, yeah, Mad Mouses are not my favorite anyway. And this thing was just jerky and fast, and you just had to hang on for your life. And I, maybe I'm too old for these things. I don't know. But, yeah, I'm not a big fan. They had some things that did some jump scares with some stuff but i don't know i didn't think it was that great and even even as you you wait in the the queue area uh, you know it, they they show a movie that gives you the background with Aaron Eckhart as Harvey Dent from the movies doing a press conference but before they go to that 
they've got this thing that looks like a folder, like on your desktop. It looks like your computer desktop folder. And I was like, it looks like it's broken down or something. It, it was a weird choice to make for, for theming. But yeah, I just, I wish they would do so much more with the Dark Knight license and the Batman license. They could do some really fun stuff. And instead, we just get these subpar attempts. Yeah, that one was kind of a bummer. But I think we went in knowing what was going to happen and that it was going to be similar to New Jersey. And again, we used our flash pass for that. So we weren't out a lot of time. And so we kind of went on from there. But it's kind of an interesting combination of some of the other attractions they have there. They have your typical boomerang ride, which every theme park has. And honestly, we didn't ride it because as Jim says, if you've been on one, you've been on all of them. Yeah, then there's a lot of off-the-shelf rides. There's a top spin. There's merry-go-rounds. There's... You know, a lot of kids' rides in the Bugs Bunny Circus area. Um, so, yeah, I mean, a lot. Six Flags is, is very similar, very standard wherever you go with a lot of the off-the-shelf rides and a lot of very, very similar roller coasters. But, um, I mean, I liked it. I just thought it was really busy. Yeah, it was definitely very busy. And one of the things I was looking forward to being a shopper and all is finding some good merch because Six Flags pretty much has great merchandise. Well, the problem was is you could have bought this merchandise anywhere. You could have bought it at Six Flags in the U.S. You could have bought it at top at Hot Topic at your local mall. Because very, very few things actually said Six Flags Mexico on it. There were just a very few handful of things and nothing was worth buying. I mean, I couldn't find a Wonder Woman t-shirt that said Six Flags Mexico on it. Just a regular Wonder Woman t-shirt. Yeah, how hard is it to slap a Wonder Woman logo and then Six Flags Mexico underneath? Or how hard is it to have a Six Flags Mexico t-shirt like the Hard Rock? I mean, there's so many options. There's so many things that have been out there that are already branded. You know, how many uh, shirts and merchandise has, has the Hard Rock sold or Planet Hollywood or Disneyland or or, you know, what have you, Universal Studios Hollywood, Universal Studios Florida. People want that merchandise, and instead it was just licensed DC or Warner Brothers cartoon products with no branding for the park whatsoever. And, yeah, it's really, really disappointing how generic the merchandise was. And it's not that their guests weren't wearing the merchandise, because I would say every third person had either a Batman T-shirt, a Superman T-shirt, a Wonder Woman T-shirt. So people are buying merchandise with logos, but no. None of it said Six Flags, so I don't know if it was just less expensive for them. And then they had one very small selection of stuff that was logoed, but it was for their horror evening, so I wasn't interested in that. Of all of the Looney Tunes character things, they could have actually just put Six Flags Mexico, and I would have bought a Sylvester t-shirt, but nope. Instead, they just had a few random sweatshirts that made zero sense to me why it had uh, designed like a record label that has nothing to do with the theme park it was just bizarre i could do a much better job someone should ask me yeah they need a better uh, buyer and designer for these things they had a tweety bird stuffed animal with a with a sombrero on and that was really about it there were a couple of keychains but not not much at all as as far as the merchandise and we were looking you know we always like to buy a souvenir from somewhere and they're just wasn't any branded merchandise for Mexico City. Very disappointing. I figured I'd find a t-shirt that had either one of the Mexican Sugar Skulls or Dia de los Muertos. That's what I was actually looking forward to, thinking that'd be kind of a unique thing to have. But nope, felt like they missed the mark. But oh well, next time, I guess, maybe they'll come up with something else. Yeah, so I guess to, to wrap up here, it's a very standard Six Flags experience. Just in Mexico, you've got some great tacos. And uh, some some decent rides. So, what are you? What would you say your for uh, Six Flags Mexico? Your top three favorite things: Medusa, the steel coaster, hands down. 
The second thing was going around with all of the silly character statues that they had in the park. I thought those were fun to take pictures of. And they even had the uh, the Pepperami, the company that was sponsoring the uh, the te- the Festival of Terror, like a, a Slim Jim or some sort of pepperoni stick. Yeah, he was quite a character. And last but not least, which actually almost we missed because it was at the very end, is finally did some character meet and greets with the Looney Tunes characters. Didn't have to wait in line. We got a picture taken with Bugs Bunny. We got Sylvester. So I felt like those were my highlights for sure. Those are my top three. How about you? Um, I think my top three, Medusa, definitely number one. Absolutely one of the best coasters, a top three favorite coaster. Uh, I would say the uh, the tacos for sure. All of the Mexican food was fresh and excellent. And usually when you get tacos in a U.S. theme park, it's just the crunchy shells. It's that standard taco. There's nothing wrong with those. But uh, it's just fun to have freshly made, quality, authentic Mexican food in a theme park. And then probably, yeah, all the characters. I think all the characters were were a lot of fun. It was fun to get some fun pictures. And we actually, like I said, we were lucky enough to get a meet and greet with some of the characters. We did see Speedy Gonzalez walk by, but unfortunately we couldn't get a picture of Speedy. I guess he was too fast for us. But I'm bum. Hey, yo. I don't, but all in all, what are your thoughts on Six Flags? I mean, I think it's kind of a unique thing. It gives us a, a great bragging rights as of today. That's theme parks in nine different countries around the world. So I guess if we're going to tick that box, that's what we've done. Yeah. So if you want to go, I think it's worth going. If you're looking for a unique theme park experience, I don't think Six Flags Mexico is for you. But if you like roller coasters and you like Six Flags, you will enjoy the product. And to have Mexican food, their authentic quality, awesome food is just sort of an an icing on your cake. But I would say if you're into Six Flags, go. If you're not, you can you could probably skip it and maybe do maybe do something else on your trip to, to Mexico City. Yeah, I think so too. I'm glad we went. We've we've ticked the box, but I don't think we need to go back. Yeah, but we did enjoy it. It was I think there was more positive than negative, but just be prepared for the busy crowds. Don't bring a bag so you don't have to stand in line for the lockers and consider doing an upcharge for the special tickets. That would be our advice. And bring your appetite. Definitely. And as they say in uh, on one of the in uh, as they said in one of the gift shops, That's Mexico, folks, and Six Flags Mexico could be a part of your best trip ever.